0: about how we are to live in this world God so loves.
1: Pour out your Holy Spirit, O God, and prepare our hearts to accept your word and what you have to say to us today. Silence in us any voice but our, your own, that hearing we may also obey your will, through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Today's scripture is the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman. It is quite lengthy. It's a wonderful story, but very long, so I will be paraphrasing a little a lot of it and reading just a little, but I encourage you to read the full story this week when you have time. At the start of our story, Jesus has just left the city of Judea and was on his way to Galilee with his disciples. Jesus had decided to take a route that included included going through the country of Samaria, and it was noon that day, and Jesus was resting alone at Jacob's well. And Jacob's well is a well that was really prominent in a lot of Genesis stories. It may be familiar to some of y'all. So now, a reading from John chapter four, verses seven to 18. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, "'Will you give me a drink?' indeed the water i give them will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life the woman said to him sir give me this water so that i won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water he told her go call your husband and come back i have no husband she replied jesus said to her you are right when you say you have no husband the fact is you have had five husbands, and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Immediately after finishing her conversation with Jesus, this woman leaves her water jar behind at the well and eagerly goes back to her town in Samaria and tells everyone there about her experience with Jesus and what she has learned. And because of her personal testimony and act of courage, Many people in that town believed as well. Friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You're not going mad. I can see them too. You're just as sane as I am. Luna Lovegood tells this to Harry Potter as she lowers her magical newspaper and stares him directly in the eyes. Harry has been traveling all day long and is really tired, and he has never met this person before, and so he's just really confused, and so he just stares back at her, silent gratitude on his face. Harry and Luna attend a magical school called Hogwarts. It is the start of their fifth school year, and they have just arrived on school grounds and are preparing to take carriages to the castle. During the previous four school years, Harry was under the impression that some invisible force was pulling these carriages. But until a few minutes ago, Harry was extremely startled to discover that these carriages were were being pulled by large winged beasts called Thestrals. He immediately told his friends about this recent and startling discovery, but they just dismissed him and said, Harry, the carriages are pulling themselves like always. Unconcerned and confident, Luna goes on to inform Harry that they can see the Thestrals because they have both witnessed death. And his friends have not witnessed death and therefore can't see Thestrals and they just don't understand. This seemingly bizarre encounter from J.K. Rowling's Order of the Phoenix illustrates how important it is to listen and validate people's experiences without judgment or dismissal so we can see people for who they really are, their true selves. And Luna did just this for Harry. How Luna chooses to treat Harry reminds us that people can see the world in different ways. While society chooses to believe that there is something wrong with Luna, and therefore they treat her as a social outcast, she simply has a more open-minded understanding of the magical world around her. The same can be said about Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. Jesus sees this woman's true self. Here are the only things we know about this Samaritan woman. One, she was at Jacob's well at noon, and two, she has had five husbands. That's it, that's all we know. Only knowing these two things, I wonder what assumptions Jesus could have made about this woman. And I wonder what assumptions you would have made about this woman. During their conversation at the well, Jesus acknowledges these two facts. And to give you some background and context, Jesus should not be associating with this woman at the time according to society, because first, Jesus is a Jew and this woman is a Samaritan. Jews and Samaritans were major rivals because of their differences in culture, tradition, and worship practices. Major rivals like UT and A&M, or the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Generally, Jews and Samaritans did not speak to each other or associate with each other. Secondly, historically, this woman's sexuality has been interpreted as a morally loose, whatever the heck that means. I think that's an unfair and inaccurate interpretation of this woman, and here is why. At that time, men controlled society a lot and treated women as mute property without voices, opinions, or agency. So there could have been a lot of different reasons why this woman was married five times. She could have been divorced or widowed or abandoned multiple times. Either way, it is clear that men have disappointed this woman multiple times. So keeping all this in mind, imagine what it was like for Jesus, a Jewish man, to approach this woman and speak to her. Imagine that impact. But being who he is, Jesus does not care at all Jesus does not care what society or the customs of his day have to say about his interaction with this woman. So much so that he ignored all of it. Um, and he had see- and he sees this woman in a way that no one has ever seen her before, including herself. Jesus broke down the socially and culturally constructed barriers of gender and ethnicity that were restrictive and harmful for this woman. so, so many others at this time, and for many other people at that time and today, those boundaries were broken as well. Jesus broke these boundaries and therefore gave this Samaritan woman space to share her good news. In her book, Inspired, Rachel Held Evans concludes that this interaction illustrates that every Christian gets a testimony. Every Christian gets a gospel according to, and that sometimes those gospel stories step on your toes. Sometimes they challenge or annoy. Sometimes they force you to confront your privilege, your pride, your lack of imagination for just how reckless and wild and indiscriminate the Holy Spirit can be. This is because Jesus has a different impact on each of us, and each of our good news is different because there's no formula or blueprint or guidebook rules. This shows that discipleship is a genuine, accepting, and inclusive community that takes actions, makes mistakes, and learns from one another constantly. Discipleship is continuing to break the boundaries that Jesus has already started breaking and therefore holding space for the possibility that everyone will share their gospel because everyone has a gospel. Everyone has good news to share everyone has a gospel according to. The gospel according to Luna is that even in your deepest and darkest of times of suffering and hardship, you are not alone. Luna has witnessed death and therefore can see thestrals. Because of these things, she has been teased, ignored, and labeled as different. But instead of giving up and internalizing these messages, She takes comfort in the fact that she can see Thestrals. Thestrals are her friends, and she also has friends that can see Thestrals too. The gospel according to the Samaritan woman at the well is that people are more than their circumstances and their labels. Even though she was labeled as a social outcast because of circumstances out of her control, this woman bravely told her entire Samaritan town about the good news of Jesus the Messiah and about how God has a kingdom that is welcoming and label free. And many more people believed because of this woman's personal testimony. My good news, the gospel according to Savannah, is to love by being inclusive and therefore empowering others to feel seen and heard. I have come to know this good news because I have been left out repeatedly, in middle school church confirmation class, in high school choir, in my freshman hall in college, and even as recently as last year in graduate school. Time and time again, I have been left out by different people and for different reasons. And I definitely expect to be left out in the future. And that's okay. I have come through the hard parts of my life, and now I claim this as a gift. I have the gift of being left out. I have adopted this as part of who I am, and it's part of what makes me, me. And I have used this gift of being left out to make sure everyone I know feels radically included and loved all of the time. Because of my story, I left nothing more than radically welcoming people and making sure they feel included. Sometimes excessively. But that's okay. (laughs) This truly brings me such joy. And just like Luna and the Samaritan woman, because of my experiences, I have come to know the promise of God's hospitality in new ways. So friends, hear this good news. Everyone has a gospel to share. No matter who you are, what you have done, everyone has good news. So I leave you with these questions to ponder. What is your good news to share? And what is the gospel according to you? Amen. Go out
0: into God's world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all persons. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the power of the Spirit bless you and keep you this day and always, always. Amen.